I'm Trey Briggs, and this is Call Center Confidential. Hello, and welcome back to Call Center Confidential, the podcast that is a conversation about conversations. My name is Trey Briggs, president of BCI, found at bci-fit.com, and I hope you're doing well today. We are busy here at BCI, for one, getting prepared to attend a conference coming up in about a week on June 7th and 8th in Atlanta, Georgia, organized by Healthcare Call Center Times Magazine. So we are very excited about that. If you happen to be attending, please do come say hello at our booth, and I would love to meet you. You know, recently I actually explored the possibility of attending a different call center industry conference, not the one in Atlanta, but a different one. And as I looked over the conference website, I noticed that it included some webinars. So I picked up two that I saw there that were centered on CSAT scores and how they relate to QA, otherwise known as training. These two webinars provided the perfect opportunity to address the most significant conundrum, I love that word, (laughs) facing the call center industry today, in my opinion, which is what I call the narrative of non-success universally espoused by today's pundits, experts, and software salespersons, and which was proudly espoused as well in these webinars. This narrative of non-success goes like this. When approaching the challenge of managing agent customer service levels, for example, with a QA approach, the variables that define what qualifies as exceptional customer service are non-stationary, always moving and changing, forever evolving, different from call to call, constantly shifting, impossible to nail down, and in a nutshell, undefinable. This makes achieving customer service excellence essentially impossible, precisely because it is undefinable. How can you reach a goal if the point at which you reach it is undefinable? But based on my experience, this idea that world-class customer service is undefinable is a preposterous proposition because the truth is the opposite of that. Everything related to what qualifies as exceptional customer service is stationary, never moving, never changing, never evolving, never shifting, easy to nail down, and in a nutshell, 100% definable in clear, specific, and predetermined ways before any agent even picks up the phone. And because what qualifies as exceptional customer service is so clearly defined, it is easily achievable and easily manageable. So how do these two opposing viewpoints come to exist? Well, I like painting pictures to make a point, so I will contrast these two viewpoints using that approach here. Suppose BCI was presented with a call center of 200 agents split into five departments within a hospital network whose management was dissatisfied with how their agents engage with patients and their family members on the phone. Well, BCI would approach this with an organized plan, which would quickly result in each of the 200 agents delivering only exceptional customer service at every moment of every call they handle daily with little variation. To make that happen, we would not take the approach of the narrative of non-success. No, no, no. Instead, we would listen to each agent perform on the phone, pick out every detail regarding what each agent is doing right and what each agent is doing wrong in their approach, encourage them to continue doing the right things, and then teach them how to correct what they are doing wrong. We would then hold them accountable 
for making the necessary corrections to what they are doing wrongly in their approach. And once we were done with that process, which would not take long, each of the 200 agents would be performing at a perfect or near-perfect level of customer service because they would no longer be doing anything the wrong way and would instead be doing everything the right way. Those pitching the narrative of non-success would say that this is impossible because exceptional customer service is undefinable. And the only approach for managing customer service is by constant measurement from differing angles, doing one's best to succeed while knowing true success is essentially impossible. This exact approach was presented in the two webinars I am discussing today. For example, one of the guests on one of the webinars was a quote-unquote certified call center agent customer service trainer. I do not remember who certified him, but apparently the man was certified. And the certified call center agent customer service trainer made a definitive point to proclaim that what qualifies as excellent customer service is, quote-unquote, undefinable, which immediately made me think about what defined the curriculum in his call center agent customer service trainer certification process. (laughs) At any rate, the point is that his proclamation that what qualifies as exceptional customer service is undefinable is the opinion of every pundit, expert, or software salesperson in the call center industry I see today. It is what they want you to believe, and it is not only wildly off-base, but highly detrimental to the quality of today's call center industry product. Okay, so how did the pundits, experts, and software salespersons who largely define the narratives that drive the call center industry today come to such a misguided conclusion that what qualifies as exceptional customer service is undefinable? The answer to that question is long, and it would be easy to get into the weeds while answering it, and I will try not to. (laughs) But the short answer is that they do not adequately understand the subject of customer service. And as they do not have a solution to the customer service challenge, they have conveniently taken the stance that there is no definitive solution. And this highlights the self-serving nature of this narrative of non-success. If everyone can agree that there is no solution, as they have, no one can be held responsible for the inability to solve the problem, including the certified call center agent customer service trainer. It lets everyone off the hook. And, by, and the extension of this is the even more off-base narrative that the problem does not exist in the first place. What do I mean by this? Well, the biggest challenge facing the call center industry today is underperforming agents who are, dare I say, bad on the phone. Their customer service is poor and their level of professionalism is sorely lacking. They have a bad attitude or they simply do not know how to perform well and need guidance. And it all comes across clearly to the customers or patients they interact with on the phone. These agents are the direct cause of the call center industry's widespread problem of low customer satisfaction levels. And if you closely follow the discourse of pundits, experts, and software salespersons in our industry today, in any forum, they will never mention the existence of these agents or this problem. For example... This issue was never mentioned in the webinars I have been discussing, which were both wholly focused 
on the challenge of CSAT results. Instead, the inference these folks create and perpetuate is that all agents are at least average on the phone, and the industry goal is to simply improve on that. And from there, because agents performing badly is allegedly not the cause, the low customer satisfaction crisis is blamed on wait times, the false claim that customer needs are evolving, they absolutely are not, a lack of technology, hiring challenges, a lack of empathy, and anything else that can be conjured up to distract from the obvious problem, which is how agents verbally interact with customers or patients on the phone. Moving forward, the well-funded software industry has especially taken advantage of this narrative of non-success, which again is dependent on the idea that what qualifies as exceptional customer service is undefinable. With products developed from software functionality, rather than learned knowledge based on the study of the subject, the ability of digital software to search for stuff perfectly fits within this narrative. The premise of speech analytics, for example, is that customer service is a great mystery, far too complex for a human to sort out, so it is better to let the software pick out words and phrases and calls to try to make sense of it all. It's kind of like trying to figure out the game of baseball by first proclaiming that there are no rules in baseball and then going on a search for how the game of baseball works. This continues with digital sentiment scoring, which proposes that because what qualifies as excellent customer service is undefinable, the correct approach is to try to reverse engineer customer service with the software's limited ability to decipher how customers are feeling, which is like trying to measure how the fans are reacting to the baseball game and then using that to try to figure out how the game of baseball works. How did all of this come into existence? Well, the one common denominator in every discussion of this subject is the measurement of agent-customer service performance. With the webinars, for example, a guest software salesperson highlighted his company's CSAT surveys as a measurement tool, and there was much talk of differing measurement angles, data segmentation, etc., all to figure out the big mystery they claim is customer service. With digital approaches, once again, it is all about constant measuring to figure out the great mystery with the understanding that the great mystery is ever-evolving and is impossible to figure out truly. And the reason it is impossible from their angle is, indeed, their flawed measurement approaches. Using such approaches, as I just described, properly managing customer service is impossible, just as they view it as such. These approaches are always one of the following, 1 through 5 or 1 through 10 scoring, yes, no, or non-applicable scoring, checklist scorecards, scripts, or placing a vaguely defined percentage score on a vaguely defined emotion or feeling, like 89% on warmth, 70%, 76% on built rapport, 92% on politeness, or an empathy score of 84%. The reality is that these measurement approaches have not changed since 1982 when I was sitting on my parents' couch watching MTV videos. <laughs> they have remained precisely the same since Kaja Gugu was singing Too Shy Shy, Hush Hush, Eye to Eye. Remember that one? 
Or, oh, Mickey, you're so fine, you're so fine, you blow my mind. Hey, Mickey, <laughs> now, that was a regular on MTV back then. And I mean, you know, in my opinion, the early 80s was the greatest era of music ever. You had the Smiths, perhaps my favorite band ever, Depeche Mode, The Pretenders, New Order, all the great ska bands like the English Beat, Madness, The Specials, Elvis Costello, Devo. You had The Clash, The Cure, Tears for Fears, The B-52s, The Go-Go's, Missing Persons, Echo and the Bunnymen, R.E.M., the entire punk rock scene, <laughs> and the I Want Candy video by Bow Wow Wow. I mean, it does not stop. The 80s ruled. <laughs> but the way call centers measure and manage customer service today, including digital software's attempt at it, is directly from that era. It has not changed in 40 years. It did not work then, and it does not work now. Because if it did, anyone could use these methods, because everyone's aware of them. And our industry would not suffer from widespread customer satisfaction problems as it does. The 80s were great, but it is 2023, and it is time to move on. Okay, to wrap up today, I will leave you with this. Many call centers today, especially in the healthcare industry, are suffering from underperforming agents who sorely lack customer service skills and who often perform less than professionally. The good news is that this challenge is easily solved. Everything these agents are doing to convey their lack of skills and professionalism is easily identifiable and fixable. That is a fact, not an opinion. And this is only because what qualifies as exceptional customer service is wholly definable in every detail. It is clear, it is specific, it is teachable, it is learnable, and it is all effortless for agents to execute. But making it all happen requires a QA scoring process able to measure the execution of it, something traditional QA cannot do. And the reliance on traditional QA from the 1980s when I was sitting on my parents' couch eating Twizzlers and watching the modern English I Will Stop the World and Melt With You video <laughs> and hoping that the clashes Rock the Casbah would come on next is the direct cause of the widespread problem in the call center industry today of underperforming call center agents. And I would like to thank you today for listening to Call Center Confidential, the podcast that is a conversation about conversations. Call Center Confidential is interactive, so if you would like to leave a comment, ask a question, perhaps play Stump the Expert, just go to our website at www.bci-fit.com, look to the little blue icon at the bottom right, click it, enter your message, you don't have to tell us who you are, and I might just address it in an upcoming episode. Thank you once again, and please remember, do not tell anyone about this podcast. It's confidential. I will see you next time. Call Center Confidential is a production of BCI that is produced by Daniel Tucci, music by Julian Bell, mixing Bright Future Studios. <laughs>